0: In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, Do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Double Edged Sword, a Christian podcast ministry presented by Father Gennard Lazar. Father Gennard is a parish priest of the Mata de parish of the Syrian Church of the East in Turlock, California. Here's Father Janard. A blessed 2023 to you all, my dear, beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. And I welcome you to this first episode for this new year. Let me start with Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. The heart of a man plans his ways, and the Lord God orders his steps. That is, when we set plans or New Year's resolutions in our hearts and minds. And sometimes minds are also referred to as hearts. Uh, however, as faithful Christians who truly, strongly, wholeheartedly and undoubtedly hope in the Lord from our whole heart and do not trust upon the wisdom of our soul, that is our own, according to Proverbs 3.5, we set all our plans and we relinquish all our plans for the Lord to set them in order to put order in our plans. We relinquish our paths, our steps, to our resolutions, to the order of the Lord's will, the order of His arrangements, how He pleases that our resolutions come to fruition according to His will and not ours, according to His ways and not ours, and according to His timing and not ours. And that's regardless of what we have set in our hearts and in our minds. Be it our life and relationship with God, our almighty Creator, and His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and His Holy Spirit, our Sanctifier. Or also our life on earth and all that we encounter on it. Health, wealth, career, relationships, the ups, the downs, the rounds, the, the circles, the squares, and whatever we may face. Many may have already committed to their New Year's resolutions, but um, in this uh, episode, I'd like to maybe suggest or, or give you some supplementary resolutions to think about and maybe even practice and put in practice and by the will of God or set them at the will of God so that he can place them in order. You see, as Christians, we are called to worship, we are called to honor and to be obedient to God. Now, that's faith. Faith is not something that moves us emotionally because emotions change. Emotions are up, emotions are down. Emotions can really do your mind in. Faith is being obedient to worship and to honor God. Now, as true Christians, we are called to seek God, to look for God, meaning his will, his grace, his mercy, his kindness, his blessings, his directions. As Christians, while we are on earth, we are to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is what Jesus commands in Matthew 6, 33. Not so much the location of the kingdom of God or its state of being, but rather its requirements, its prerequisites for entering into this kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Well, if we ask how, what is the key to that? The greatest sermon in the history of the world, past, present, present. And certainly the future given on the mountain by the one and only notice the definite article, not just one and only the one and only Jesus Christ, the son of God, who revealed and made known God to us, the true God. He gives us the key to seeking God that is becoming citizens of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And the key in Matthew 5, 3 is spiritual poverty. Let's seek that, beloved. Let that be our New Year's resolution to be bankrupt spiritually, and we're going to talk about that. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Or let me let me let me quote that in the in the Peshitta version: Blessed by the spirit are the poor. So blessed are the poor in spirit because theirs is the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. But we may ask in what respects or what aspects of poverty. Marishudad, Bishop of Haditha in Assyria, circa 8050 AD, quotes Mar Theodore of Mepsustia, who was a Christian theologian and he was renowned in the interpretation of scriptures, lived between 350 and 425, writes this, He calls poor in spirit those who are not uplifted in their thoughts because of their righteousness, or because of their riches, or because of their wisdom, but are gentle and humble. There it is, New Year's resolution. Gentle and humble. He goes on, because with the passion of pride Satan become at the first, began at the first. By it he raised, so that means he had pride. By it he raised his heel against the Creator, and by it he demanded respect reverence from his associates, and because of this, he fell like lightning from heaven. And he continues, Our Redeemer justly cleanses this passion first by means of contempt or dislike, disapproval of oneself and humility of mind. Now, being the first of the nine blessings Jesus has reserved for for those who believe and have been baptized in his name, we need to take a close look and be serious about this, beloved. Off the bat, off the bat, if we set in our minds and in our hearts to seek the kingdom of God, if this is going to be our supplementary resolution, New Year's resolution, if we haven't already had one, if we set our minds and our hearts to seek the kingdom of God, and I'm sure all Christians do, we need to be poor when it comes to self-righteousness. And that's what we're going to talk about. Which is defined as having or characterized by a certainty, especially an unfounded or baseless one, that one is totally correct or morally superior. You think you are correct. You think you are Morally superior. Because of self righteousness, beloved, look at where the world is today. Look at the state and the situation of the world. You see, the world today is crying out the word freedom, right? Liberty, freedom of speech, freedom of choice, freedom of principles. That's okay. That's fine. That's expected from the world, it's expectable. And it's only going to get worse. And you know why the world is where it is at? Because of the free will that it has been given or gifted by her creator. Because the world's standard of the, what I've spoke above, are measured by self-righteousness of the world and not the righteousness of God but not so with christians beloved we've been called according to galatians chapter 5 verse 3 as children of god as faithful christians of god we've been called to liberty we have free will but paul goes on to say only let let not your free will be an opportunity of the flesh but you should be serving one another by love so let's take the freedom of speech that everyone is um, echoing in the world, and I'm free to say whatever I please, regardless of how harm or what it causes, the damage that it may cause. You know, the freedom of speech we do have, yes, from God, but we need to be very careful what we utter in speech. Paul writes in his epistle to the Colossians, chapter 4, verse 6 we need to utter words that are always with grace. As if seasoned with salt, and being aware how it is appropriate to answer each man. You know, we only can accomplish this when we are poor in the Spirit, or according to the Aramaic uh, translation or the Peshitta version, blessed by the Spirit are those who are poor. So, through the Holy Spirit, we can become poor in our self-righteousness, so that when we want to claim that freedom of speech we have, we don't claim it according to our righteousness, but God's righteousness. And God's righteousness and truth and holiness is telling us in the Scriptures that we need to be careful what we say. What comes out of our mouth should be seasoned with salt. In other words, not pacha, not bland. You know, what we say is for the edification of those who hear the word. And in the case of our freedom to choose yes of course Adam and Eve chose to eat from the forbidden fruit which was a fig. They chose to do that because they had the free will. But we are to choose as did Mary Lazarus and Martha's sister who came and sat by the feet of Jesus Christ Why? While Martha was doing her head in serving food, and Jesus said, "Mary has chosen that good part for herself, which will not be taken away from her." We need to choose the good part for our lives or ourselves, which will not be taken away from us. Matthew ten forty two. What is good part? What is a good part? Is the vision of God. Choosing to be at the feet of Jesus Christ. When it comes to pro-choice, there's another echoed uh, word that is so, so, um, what do I call that word? So um, audible, lack of a better term, in the world. Pro-choice. Yes, yes. We have the liberty to pro-choice, but let us choose Jesus Christ and all his commandments and his morality in life. And lastly, in the case of freedom of principles, we are to choose according to the righteousness of God. We are to choose morality, ethics, marduta we say in Assyrian, nkhupta, indignity, shame. Why? Why? Because alarmingly, In the book of Revelations, chapter 21, verse 8, we read, But to the timid, the coward, the chicken, (laughs) and the unbelieving, and to the sinful and polluted, immoral, let's say, and to the manslayers, that's murderers, to the whoremongers and sorcerers, fornicators, those who engage in a sexual relationship outside of marriage, and to the adulterers, the husband who is not faithful to the wife, and vice versa, and the idolaters, those who worship idols, money, fame, glory, honor, and to all false persons, liars, their portion shall be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death so all of those deeds that john is mentioning in revelation chapter 21 verse 8 they are fine they are okay according to the self-righteousness of the world but they are totally contrary to god's righteousness and god's holiness which we the children of god have been called to and as for being wise and having wisdom and riches that's fine. They are a blessing from the Lord. You know, maybe, many, many people think that wealth is evil, and I have this argument. No, no, no. Money is not evil. Because if it is evil, if wealth is evil, then God has given us evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. You know, when you, when you puff up yourself because you have a few dollars more than your neighbors in the account... Or when you look down at people because you have a few degrees more than your brother who maybe doesn't have any degrees or education. I'm talking about academia. Jeremiah 9.23 reads, Thus says the Lord God, this is God speaking, beloved, a wise man shall not boast in his wisdom because God has given you wisdom. And the mighty shall not boast in his might because God has given you the strength neither shall the rich, because it's God's blessing, may boast in his wealth. You know, we are not to even boast, according to Ephesians, we are not to boast in our faith, because Jesus was the cause of our faith. Jesus is the cause of us believing. So, humility, humble in the Spirit, beloved. That's what we've been called to. And that's how we can... I don't want to say gain, but be blessed, graciously blessed with the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Adrena, for the reminder. How do we apply this in our lives? And by the way, we have a special guest with us tonight, Sean Jare, Hey, Sean, poor. We're talking about poverty in the spirit. Welcome, Sean. Good to have you. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you too. Um, how do we apply this? Yeah, that's, that's a very question. Well, I think the, the verse says it all. By the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, when you get on your knees tonight or now or any time that you're going to pray next, and you've heard this episode and you do want to make this a New Year's resolution, pray to the Spirit, pray to the Holy Spirit, and ask the Holy Spirit to intercede and to help and to strengthen you to truly see the seriousness of the Kingdom of Heaven first and foremost. And see the seriousness of being righteous in the eyes of God and not the world. Yeah, you're saying it again. Yeah, yeah. he always refers to prayer. We have nothing else to do, beloved. You know, Jesus commanded all his instructions to his disciples, and then he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you're not connected to me, you will not live. Therefore, you cannot do anything without me. And how do we do it through Christ? We do it through prayer, through fasting, and these are deeds. And my next episode is going to be about the essentiality, there it says, there is such a word, essentiality of deeds. You know, many people totally write off deeds, but no, we'll read from the scriptures by praying, by fasting, by giving alms. You know, these are the deeds that truly help us to humble ourselves and to bankrupt ourselves through self-righteousness so that only God's righteousness leads and overcomes everything in our lives. So will you join me by making this your ninth day of the New Year resolution? If so, in our prayer, in our beseeching the Lord's gracious mercies, let's commit, let's make a promise Or let us ask the Lord to help us to bring bring us to this resolution. That Lord, I truly want to seek you. And how can I seek you? How can I seek your kingdom of God? Is to relinquish all my free will, all my self-understanding, self-wisdom, self-righteousness, self-knowledge into your glorious hands and your path and your order. Praise and glory be to your name now and at all times and forever. Amen. One last thing, please also don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. If you'd like to suggest future episodes or give us detailed feedback, please visit the link in the description or on our Instagram, linktr.ee forward slash double edged sword. God bless you all.